0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. If you own or run a business, no doubt you have come across times where there may be a very tough problem facing you. You think that you might have an answer to it, but you're concerned that maybe there isn't enough time to think it through because. That process usually takes a while, or you end up getting quite a bit of input from other people within the company. Well, fear not. Google Ventures partners Jake Knapp and John Zarotsky believe that they may have the answer to that. In their book, Sprint, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days, they have come up with a plan to follow that can take you from diagnosing the problem to testing out the new idea in just five days. And Jake and John join us on the phone right now. Gentlemen, great to have you on today. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey, Dan. Thank you. Great to have you both. Jake, in terms of doing this book, what do you think the percentages are of businesses that that come, a problem, uh, come upon a problem that probably could benefit from following a concept like you lay out in your book? I would guess it's pretty high.
1: Yeah, it's probably something like ninety nine point two percent of all businesses.
0: <laughs> that would be high. <laughs> how
1: did you? How yeah, did?
0: Everybody. Go ahead.
1: Oh, everybody has questions. Uh, you know, big questions come along when you're starting out some new project, or even when you're you know fixing something that already exists. And so there's there's a lot of instances we've found where a sprint can be
0: helpful. How did they? How did this process come about?
1: Process come about? You know it all dates back uh twelve years to when my my son was born, and I started to kind of freak out about making good use of my work time so that I could spend more time with him and feel good about when I did go into the office and Over the past many years uh first working at at Google doing uh, you know some sprints with teams there and then coming to g v which is google ventures and Working with John and the other partners on the team, uh, it's just been a process of trying to figure out how to make teams efficient when they have big problems to solve.
0: John, when when did you hear for uh, first about these these ideas?
2: When Jake joined our team at GV, uh, I had heard that th- there was this thing called Sprint that was kind of going around. It was sort of taking Google by storm, and there was probably a dozen or more different teams who were running sprints on everything from uh, Chrome to YouTube to, to Google X, um, and I was excited to to sort of recruit Jake to our team because um, we were sort of operating at that time in kind of the the uh, it was sort of the experts mentality, thinking that that you know we'd make these investments and then we'd have all the answers to, to help those companies succeed. Um, but it became clear to me that uh, that with the sprint process, we didn't need to have the answers because we had a process for finding the answers.
0: Right. What, though, I mean, and I guess a lot of, of what Jake has brought to the table is is being used at Google Ventures right now, John, right?
2: That's exactly right. So our team at GV, uh, we work with the companies that we've invested in. So we get involved after the investment is made. We sort of make a follow-on investment with our time and with our help. Um, and so we've run more than 100 sprints uh, since Jake joined the team with companies and fields from... Uh, you know e-commerce and mobile apps stuff you'd expect from a tech VC, but also uh, robotics and uh, healthcare, food, and, and even coffee. So a huge range of companies, and it's given us a chance to really take the, the Sprint process into the lab and optimize it and make sure that it really works for any kind of business.
0: We are talking with uh, Jake Knapp and uh, John Zarotsky, who are the authors, uh, along with uh, Braden Coates of... The book, Sprint, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. So, so Jake, w- with companies right now, and obviously, as we said, you know, companies have these problems day in, day out. What ends up being the biggest problem in trying to fix the problem? Yeah, I think
1: one of the biggest problems that we see over and over again, and, you know, to be honest, I start doing this as soon as um, we're outside of a sprint, is getting stuck in abstract land. So when you're in abstract land, you're talking about what you think might happen when your project is finished, how you think your customers might react. And it's easy to you know, have a lot of arguments when you're in, in abstract land, and it's easy to also make a lot of assumptions and, and basically spend a lot of time on what turns out to be a hunch. So what we do in the, in the sprint in, in the course of five days with the team is to figure out what are all, what's everything that we do know for sure about the project. What are the possible approaches we could take? And then we can get concrete really fast. So we'll, we'll make a prototype. And by the end of the week, we're testing it with customers and, and actually finding out if those concrete ideas work or not.
0: So let, let's break this down a little bit because you break the you literally break this down day by day, uh, and I, I want to kind of take people through the process of, of how this kind of all develops. So I mean, for whoever would like to jump in, I, I'm going to go through the days of the week on this. Start with Monday, uh, Jake or John, whoever would like to get started on this.
1: Yeah, I can jump in on this one. So on Monday, you've got so you've got your team. Actually, that's the first thing you've got a, a team, and it's it's almost like. Ocean's 11, like you've got everybody's got a special (laughs) skill and you know, and and most teams are like this. Somebody's got, you know, if you're doing software, there's an engineer, there's, you know, product manager, there's a marketer, but any kind of project, whatever it is, will have different skill sets. You bring those folks together, including a decision maker. So a decision maker is in the room and you've cleared your calendar for a week and on Monday, you're going to make a map of the problem, share the information that you have and. Instead of, you know, talking a little bit at the water cooler, talking a little bit in a meeting here and there, you get it all on the table at once. And then on Tuesday, we come up with solutions. But instead of a group brainstorm where everybody's shouting out ideas, we do individual sketching, very detailed, quiet work that has a lot of depth to it. So on Wednesday, then, you've got competing solutions that are at a high level of detail. And we make decisions. And again, we rely on that decision maker who's in the room, but we also use some structured processes to make sure that there's no sales pitches and, uh, you know, n- no, no big, long arguments, but we just cut right to the chase on Thursday. We build a prototype. So this is a realistic prototype. that looks like what the product or the service might look like when it's all finished. Yeah. And then on Friday, we're going to bring in five customers, uh, one at a time do a one-on-one interview with those customers and the rest of the team is going to watch over video, take notes. By the end of the day on Friday, you've got some clarity about what to do next.
0: John, how many how many uh, really times have you kind of put this plan into place and, and seen it work at this point?
2: Yeah, we've we've done well over 100 sprints at this point. Um and and I think uh when we first started branching out beyond sort of our our sweet spot of designing software products, which is what our background is in, uh, we were, frankly, we were a little nervous. We weren't sure if it was going to work for other kinds of businesses. Um, but but I think that we've, we've seen that that combination of a team of experts who not only know a lot about the business, but have the skills to build some type of prototype or some type of, of facade, we often call it, that we can test with customers. That combination is really powerful. So teams often already have those skills and they already have the knowledge they need to solve the problem. But so much of, of you know sort of modern corporate culture is kind of these accidental defaults. So we find by taking that team and giving them a really good process for working together, yeah. We can solve problems in basically any kind of business.
0: You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Dan Loney here in Philadelphia. We are talking with uh, Google Ventures partners Jake Knapp and John Zarotsky. We're talking about their book, Sprint, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, you send us a comment via Twitter, either at bizradio 111. Or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. And don't forget that coming up in just about 15 minutes, we're going to be talking with actor Lyle Wagner about his entrepreneurial venture called Star Wagons. We'll be talking to him coming up in just a couple of minutes as well. And then also, we will be talking to uh, his uh, son, Jason. Uh, talking to them uh, about that the Star Wagon's uh, venture project. Uh little phone issue. We want to try and get cleared up. So we're going to get Jake and John uh, on uh, phones uh, coming up in just a second. Uh, so again, 844 Wharton is the number. 844 942 7866 is the number you can give us a call. 844 942 7866. It's an interesting book because when you think about it, a lot of people are concerned as Jake and John mentioned about uh the the level of the problem being a big issue and they talk about and we're going to talk to them about it in just a second the fact that that they believe in many cases the bigger the challenge the better the sprint and it's an interesting kind of philosophy right now uh to really foot put into play uh and we've got John with us uh, on the phone for a second. Hi, John. Uh, sorry, we wanted to clear that up because we we're getting a little bit of an echo. But uh, one of the concepts uh, that you guys talk about that I was just mentioning uh, as we got you back on is that you talk about how the bigger the challenge is, the better the sprint can be. Correct?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's actually kind of one of our litmus tests. A lot of teams will come to us and say, "Oh, the sprint process—it sounds really cool. But how can I get my how can I get my team to work together?" in an, un, in a focused way for five days. Um, and so we actually say, well, you need to choose a problem that's big enough that the idea of spending five days on it is, is not controversial. Right. So, yep. so we find that at most businesses, there is something there's, there's, um, that new product idea. There's that way of improving the marketing. There's something that, that's just kind of on everybody's mind. And, uh, and, and so it's, it's actually a really helpful sort of commitment device to say, let's pick the biggest problem we can find, and let's, uh, let's commit five days to it in a really focused way. <laughs> it also then sort of increases the value of, of doing that test, because these big problems, these big projects, also tend to be the, the ones that are going to require the most investment to, to execute on. They're, they're going to have the most risk for maybe changing a company's brand or changing the way that they communicate with their customers, so it makes a lot of sense. To use the sprint process to to test and make sure you're on the right track before you go and make that costly investment.
0: When you're trying to deal with a, with a particular problem, uh, you talked about before before that you do want to have input from a lot of different sources along the way. But realistically, when it all comes down to to it, making the decision to to fix whatever problem it is needs to be in the hands of of, of one person or maybe two people. Correct
2: yeah we call the in the book we call those people uh, the decider uh, which which respect to uh, former President George W Bush um, and uh, we think that that's really important we actually think it's it's one of the big uh, problems with how teams make decisions um, either you've got a, a decision maker who you know an executive or a manager of some kind who's making the call but they're they're not gathering a lot of information or they're sort of doing it without transparency yeah. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you've got a team who, who tries to find consensus, right? They get together, and this is sort of a natural temptation in a sprint, is everybody's in a room together, they feel very collegial, very collaborative. Um, and so there's this, there's this temptation to say, you know, let's, let's vote, let's be democratic, let's let everybody sort of weigh in equally. But the times that we've let that happen, then when the team has sort of gone back to how they normally make decisions, the, the decision-maker has ended up making the call in the end. So now in a sprint, we, we're very clear about that, and we're very transparent about that. We actually have a conversation with the team. We actually say, how do you guys make decisions on a regular basis? Who's really the decider here? And then we, we use some of the processes that Jake talked about on Wednesday to make sure that we've got the input from the rest of the team, but that we rely on that. That central decision maker to make the final
0: call, but you also say that you need to bring in uh, and and Jake's back with us as well. Jake, wel- welcome back. Uh, you also were talking about the the the, the decision makers, but you also talked, Jake, about the fact that every once in a while you need to include somebody that maybe you know isn't going to be that ultimate decision maker, but you refer to him as kind of the troublemaker, but but somebody that can maybe see some of the problems that maybe other people don't see.
1: Yeah, a little bit of healthy conflict is definitely good in the sprint. We want to have, basically want ideas that are going to compete with each other when, you know, you put them all out on the table. You don't want everybody saying the same thing, or you're just not going to get to to a strong result. And what we find is when we have that, you know, that troublemaker, and, you know, I don't mean anybody who's going to get in a fistfight with you, but somebody who's in the room who just has a contrary way of looking at things, you're going to end up, everybody's going to try harder to make their idea, you know, do better against that, that contrary person. And we often find that that contrary person, you know, has a good point.
0: We're talking with uh, Jake Knapp and John Zeratsky, uh, the authors of the book, uh, Sprint, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. Your comments are welcome at 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. John, is this the five-day process is obviously you lay it out in that perspective. Will there be situations where, you know, is the five days kind of the, the perfect scenario in your mind for, all kinds of, uh, of issues or will there be ones that, that may be you know four days or, or it may be a six day but the the concepts the ideas of how you uh, of what you lay out in these five days are really what to follow
2: Yeah I think you know I think that the answers to all of your questions are yes so the, uh, <laughs> the five day sprint is is kind of the gold standard and and a lot of times what we suggest is for teams to, to start a big project to kick off a big project, with a full five-day sprint, and we we detail the process in the book literally hour by hour. There's even a, a 15-page checklist at the end uh, at the end of the book, um, and, and we think that's really important to, to go through all the steps of getting the team on the same page, moving from abstract to concrete, building that prototyping, testing with customers. But it's it's frequently the case that after that first uh, five-day sprint, um, you'll find in your prototype some things that worked really well, some things that maybe Need a little bit more refinement, and then the team can go into a second or third follow-up sprint, and that can frequently be a lot shorter. So it is an adaptable process, but we really think the five-day sprint is the perfect way to kick off a a, a big project. Jake, yeah. One thing that we've noticed with this is
1: that you you know a lot of our time at work kind of blurs by. Uh, you know, it's it's easy to go through weeks or months of, of what you're doing at your job, day in, day out, look back and not have a lot to hold on to. Sometimes it, it just kind of it's just kind of a, a blur. And what we found is that in that sprint cycle, when when you're going all the way through the process, when your team is really focused on something that's important, mm-hmm. that time crisps up. It stops being blurry and it, it really it's a way to make the most of your time. And um, that's Kind of one of the best things about the sprint, and we found that it really—you get that satisfaction, especially when you look back and and uh, when you look at what the sprint ends up accomplishing for the project's goals. When you go all the way through the cycle, when you you know you you finish with that prototype, you finish with that test, then it's sort of all worthwhile.
0: You know, it's it's funny because uh, I wanted to bring this up anyway, but you also talk in the book about the supplies that, that people will, will need when they do a sprint. I, I mean, a lot of books talk about the process itself. You guys actually get into what people will need when they're doing this sprint. And, and it makes me wonder that, you know, have you guys or did you guys think maybe of getting a partnership with like Staples or, or one of those stores, <laughs> you know, when you were doing doing this part of the book?
1: Well, you know, we, th- we have this uh, opinion that the, if you take care of all the, the details, the specifics, you get those things right, and you have a structure that's already taken care of and figured out. And, you know, lucky, luckily for anyone who reads the book, they don't have to go through all of the trials and tribulations that, that John and I did, yeah. because we failed a lot of times. And sometimes we failed because, the, the, you know, we tried to do the sprint in too short of a time or too long of a time. Sometimes we failed because we didn't have the right office supplies. I mean that that literally has <laughs> happened. But when you have all those things taken care of and the book kinda helps you take care of that part of it, then you can just focus on problem solving in yep. the sprint. And you don't have to wonder are we doing this in the right way? And you don't get tripped up because, you know, some little thing isn't right and you're just focused on problem solving. And, you know, the one of the our philosophy is that there are solutions to problems, and, you know, we don't have them. John and I don't go into a startup and magically solve their problems. Yeah. But this process can get you to a solution if you focus and you approach the problem in an intelligent way. We believe you'll get there.
0: You're talking about basically a, a five-day plan of putting this together basically over the course of, of what would be a normal work week, Correct.
1: That's right. Yeah, I mean, it starts Monday at ten a.m. and on Friday at five or five thirty. Maybe you're you're done, and you you've got that clarity about what to do next.
0: We're talking with uh, Jake uh, Jake Knapp and John Zaratsky. Their book is called uh, Sprint: uh, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. You're welcome to chime in with comments at eight four four Wharton 7866 nine four two seven eight six six. I'm guessing that you know uh, you uh, with google ventures you guys have, have dealt with a lot of companies and, and i would guess that this type of philosophy it it can probably work on on a on a lot of companies whether they be big uh, you know massive conglomerates or if they're smaller companies as well
1: yeah we've actually you know within the the realm of the companies that we normally work with, John and I normally work with, it's everywhere from, you know, a two person company, just a couple folks in their garage starting out. Or in you know, in many cases the companies right before they go public, maybe there are a few hundred employees. But we're we're not usually dealing with large corporations. Yeah. However, we've seen the process because we've been blogging about the sprint process for a while. We've seen it spread and it's Spreading. Of course, it, it's going back to Google, actually. So Google's a big company, and, and Google uses Sprint's quite frequently. And we're hearing about it at a lot of other big companies, at you know, Facebook, at McKinsey is another example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just recently heard about a Sprint at Lufanza. Uh, so it's, it's something okay. that people are figuring out how to adapt in, in larger company environments.
0: If, if you get to Friday and you do your quote-unquote testing, and and it and it doesn't go the way you want. What's the what's the next step in the process?
2: Yeah, we uh, we have this this, this phrase. Uh, sometimes we we call it a test, uh, an efficient failure. Okay. If um, if if things don't go don't go exactly as planned, um, but they they've they've failed sort of quickly and without a lot of pain, without a lot of uh, lost investment. Okay. Um, and it's 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 rarely the case that it's just kind of this total failure where you need to go back to the to the drawing board. What's more often the case is that certain parts, uh, certain details of what you thought were going to work, did not work when you actually put them in front of customers. And uh, and we say it's efficient because then you got the opportunity that very next week to turn around and start trying to fix those problems. You're not at the end of a multi-month or multi-year project where you've You've put all the resources behind this thing. You've executed. You've got it out there in the world. Um, You're sort of finding out about that failure after a couple of days at the end of the sprint.
0: It's a very interesting book, gentlemen. And greatly appreciate you giving us some time. And obviously people can find this book online and in bookstores as well. Uh, Great job done by the both of you. Thanks very much. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.